You're listening to Fish Food, where we present bite-sized accounting and entrepreneurship advice in 25 minutes or less. Keep listening for interviews, guidance, and resources for freelancers and small businesses. And if you enjoy, rate and subscribe to let others know about the gem you found. Now, let's get started. Hi, welcome to Fish Food. And today's episode is specifically for creatives and makers. So people who are selling products or widgets, as we might call them throughout this episode, um, so many of my clients fall into this bucket and I've heard a lot of questions about how to handle products that are made and sold, especially when it comes to cost of goods sold. And so today we're going to break down inventory and cost of goods sold to hopefully give you a better sense of what you should be doing, how you should be tracking it and how it affects your taxes. All right, vocabulary words. First one is inventory. The easiest way to explain this is it's what you buy or make and don't sell immediately. So this is gonna be an asset for you on your books that you're holding because you made it and you intend to sell it, but it just hasn't gone out yet. The second one is cost of goods sold. Um, If you break down the term, it means exactly what it sounds like, the cost of the things that you sold. Um, And so the kind of basic definition is these are the direct costs that are associated with producing or delivering a good or service. So why do we even have to worry about this? Well, in an ideal world, you wouldn't have any inventory. Like as soon as you bought it or as soon as you made it, it would just go out the door and there would be nothing kind of sitting on your books um, waiting for somebody to buy it from you. But obviously that's not what happens. And there are multiple reasons why you as a maker or a creative might want to hold inventory. Um, It's a shock absorber for your business. And so let's say you have a sudden surge in demand or you want to purchase in bulk because that'll save you money or you offer a product that is rare and is going out of, you know, the the supplier that you buy from is going out of business or the product is going out of production. You want to buy as much as possible and hold it until you're able to sell it. But inventory has to be organized and tracked. On a really, really basic level, if you don't have a full inventory system, everything you buy, you need to track what you bought, how much it costs, and how much did you order. Um, That'll give you a basic sense of what your inventory number should be. I bought this many widgets, um, and they each cost this much. I spent this much in total. And that way, when you go to sell it, you have an idea of your cost of goods sold that's already laid out for you. This means, though, you're going to have to periodically check what you have in stock. A multitude of things can happen. Things get lost, things get broken, things perish, um, perishable items perish. And so you want to make sure that you're checking on a regular basis to reflect that the inventory that you think you have is actually what you have in stock. So we already talked about how cost of goods sold are the direct costs associated with producing and delivering your good or service. And the easy way to think about this is cost of goods sold are only the expenses that you have every time you produce a new product and that cost changes depending on how much product you make. So think about raw materials, um, labor, shipping, all of those things that the more of your item that you make, the more that it costs to do. You have to wait until the product is sold to claim the expense. This is why it's so important to break this out. So when you buy inventory, that's an asset. That is something that you own and it's sitting on your balance sheet. But it is not an expense to you. You're not claiming that as a deduction until those items are sold. Um, The IRS does not allow you to buy in bulk and then claim all of that the same year. You're allowed to claim it once the item is sold. 
And so we want to make sure that you're putting things in the right bucket and that you're tracking on a regular basis when things should move from inventory that you own to the cost of goods sold for the items that someone paid you for. So let's talk about how that process works. First, you buy your inventory. So whether that's buying the widget itself, the raw materials to make it, um, the labor to kind of put it all together so that you can sell it, you're going to book all of that as inventory in your accounting system. And then you want to calculate cost of goods sold for each item. So if we do what we talked about earlier and we have a sense of like we bought this item and we're it doesn't have to have anything else done with it. I bought it and I'm going to sell it. Then that cost is actually what you paid for the item. This takes a bit more calculation if you make things. So let's say you make jewelry or you make um, butters, um, body butters or something like that. You're going to have to take into account how much of each of the raw materials go into making one item. And that's going to be your cost of goods sold for that item. You also want to include stuff like packaging. Um, so if you have to pay for a bottle or a jar or anything that is required to kind of ship that item out, you want to make sure that that's included in your cost of goods sold um, expenses as well. All right, so now at the end of each month, you want to determine how much of each product was sold, and then you want to multiply that number by its respective cost of goods sold number. So... Let's say you sell 100 items and your cost for each of those items was $2.50. You're going to multiply that out um, so that you have a total cost of goods sold amount for the end of the period. Then you want to make an entry. If your um, inventory system or accounting system doesn't already do this for you, you're going to want to make an entry to move that amount from inventory to cost of goods sold. And voila, now you get to claim that as an expense. Um at the end of the year, you'll see this come up on your uh, tax return as a separate line item, but this is how you get a number in cost of goods sold to begin with. So again, you want to make sure that you don't buy all of the things and just expense them as soon as you buy them. Whatever goes into building or making your inventory, that is inventory. And then once it's sold, you get to claim the cost of goods sold. All right, so what do I want you to leave with? It's really important that you, again, not take every piece of inventory or cost to make a product as an expense immediately. Um, it's not how the IRS wants to see it. It's not an accurate reflection on your books. And it doesn't tell you how much inventory you have in stock, which is something that for a variety of reasons, you're going to want to know the real answer to. Um, and then think about how the expense occurs for you. So is it software? Is it rent? Is it a cost that's not going to change no matter how many widgets you make? Go ahead and expense that immediately. But for all of the other things that we talked about, mm -hmm. all of the costs that change dependent on how many products you make, that is going to require cost of goods sold. And we want to make sure that you calculate that appropriately. Hope that helps. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, there's good news. We've got additional free resources for you to get clear on your small business finances. Subscribe to our bi-weekly newsletter by heading to littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe and check us out on Instagram at littlefishaccounting.